bit aside, I think that naming the the head coaching position is wildly stupid. Of course it's <laughs> stupid, but it's funny. <laughs> up before you go go it's time for episode number 62 of the promo upfront podcast i'm one of your hosts bill petrie with me as always the executive assistant of expo the newbie of the naming rights in college football the one and only dr kirby hossman kirby how are you today i'm doing well doing well just trying to uh keep up uh, i've got news coming soon on our end about hiring we've got a new employee coming i'm excited about that there's yeah lots of good things happening and just trying to keep all the plates spinning so i'm, I'm doing pretty well how about you bud i'm doing great you know trying to just kind of muddle through i'm heading out for a guy's weekend uh this weekend to nice. denver with my my college roommates it's something we've done uh, just about every year for the last 25 years or so and we're going awesome. to denver colorado to see the Mighty Texas A&M Aggies play the Colorado Buffaloes at Mile High Stadium, so that ought to be wow. a good time. And yeah, you know, cool. as I'm preparing for that, just trying to navigate all the weird political stuff that's uh, going on because I don't want to step on a soapbox for that. But I'll tell you what, there is a soapbox I'd like to step on, Kirby. And <laughs> if you don't mind, I'd like to share that with you. I would love to hear this. You know, I mean, I we've all stepped on soapboxes, but again, we're not talking political soapboxes here. No, if you haven't, it's high time you do. The soapbox we're talking about has extracted the most effective and productive elements of the in-person hosted buying event format and created a custom online platform that offers a streamlined and improved experience for distributors virtually. Yes, that's right. We're talking about our pals, Soapbox Marketing Communications. Now, if you're not familiar with Soapbox, let me run it down a little bit for you. First of all, it's owned by two fabulous friends of ours and Dan Piggott and Brett Schaefer, just two great guys. Um, you know, you've seen all the accolades, I'm sure, all over the internet from suppliers and distributors about how productive soapbox meetings are. So maybe is it time, Mr. and Mrs. Distributor, is it time to see if you qualify? For Kirby sure. and I say, well, heck yes, it is. <laughs> Why? Well, thanks for asking. It's super manageable. It's two hours of your time yeah. once a month. And you get four weeks advance notice so you can really fit it into your schedule. It's convenient. You can join from your car, your train, your home office, your office, your backyard, your front yard, your, your swimming pool, your jacuzzi, your spa. Absolutely. It doesn't matter. It's simple. Easiest virtual platform to navigate in the industry. It's conversational. Their one-on-one -on -one meetings are focused on your specific account base. Great supplier mix from top 40 suppliers to hidden gems. You can expand your network and create relationships. And best part for you, distributor, just like the beer in Animal House, as Mr. Blue Tarski would say, <laughs> don't cost nothing. That's right. It's free. Kirby, I know you are a soapbox distributor. Give us a 26-second example of why it's been so effective for you. What I love about it is that they've scheduled these meetings. So you have back-to-back -back meetings, four in a row. You mentioned it two hours really is manageable and they schedule them about 20 minutes at a time. So in between each one, you actually get 10 minutes to grab a drink, go to the bathroom, check your email. I find that I'm getting a ton of value in a short period of time. 
and it doesn't hijack my whole day. Um, and so you're right. I do get to see different suppliers that I'd not done business with before. And the, the uh, technology is incredibly easy to use. I'm a big fan. Yeah, absolutely. And way to hit that 26 second mark, Kirby. You know, they're currently onboarding new distributors to start this fall. So now is not the time to dilly dally or even just dilly dally. You'll miss out on priority placement. You don't want to do that. So for more information to see if you qualify, complete the request info form at promosoapbox.com or just if you, if you like the email communication, send an email to info at promosoapbox.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. Now, Kirby, before we get going here, we're both wearing red shirts to uh, support the Sleep In For Good campaign. I'm going to tilt this way so people can see it. A little Sleep In For Good, our friends over at Promo Cares. This is the week we wear our red shirts to remind everybody the importance of sleep and rest as it pertains to mental health. You want to learn more, head over to promocares.org. Uh, you can find all the information there, how to make donations and how to support this great cause. But thanks for the super comfortable shirts to our pals over at Promo Cares. Yeah, and I, I would say, I mean, um, one of the things that I, that they got off to a really great start when this first um, got announced, uh, the, the social media was great and a lot of people made donations. The goal I think they'd set was for $10,000 to raise yep. for, um, for this cause. Um, I think that's, it's time to ramp it back up. So if you haven't yeah. already donated, now's a great time to do it, learn more about it. And as a side note, I was thinking about this. This was actually one of the things I was going to bring up is this, they've created an amazing case study. Um, for what you can do with the power of promo and the power of social media, um, yep. participate in it so that you yep. can then use it as a case study to show your clients yep. how you can do this and do it right. Yes. And, and they've done a great job. They've been very effusive in their praise that what we did at Brand Debate last year was kind of the inspiration for that. And they've done such a great job. So as Kirby said, please do support the cause. It's, it's really important that you do. Let's keep that momentum going. Now let's keep the momentum going on this podcast, Kirby. Mm -hmm. So I have the upfront section uh, this week, which means I have to talk about something promo. And since there's absolutely nothing going on in our industry, I just <laughs> kind of created something. So in a few months, uh, PPAI Expo is going to kick off in Las Vegas. There mm -hmm. is still plans to have a live in-person event. Yep. The CDC just let out or just released a latest pandemic guidelines for events. I didn't really read them. I mean, I, I browsed through them, but it's common sense things. And I thought, okay, those are common sense things. What can we do as an industry to really make sure we, we have a, a safe and productive in-person event? How do we change it so it's, it's an evolving event? I mean, no one is expecting to go back on the show floor at Mandalay Bay and having the same experience they had in 2020. Uh, no one's expecting that, right? Mm -hmm. So what changes can we make? And I made a couple notes here and I know uh, you have a few ideas too, but here's just a couple of things. I'm going to blow through them super quick if that's okay with you. And sure. then anything you want to stop and talk to say, let's, let's chat about it. Number one, um, and this really has very little to do with any pandemic, go to just two full days of exhibits. Stop with the half day. Mm. I know that suppliers will pack up now on day one and a half. <laughs> I know that. We know that. But having them out there that long and causing them to spend that much money, that much time away from their family, it's not productive time. Two full days is plenty. Two full days. Is yeah, and I, I would, and I think to your point, and I, I just want to jump on this because I think this is what you mean. That's uh, additional exposure 
It's also yep. additional time when you're not sleeping properly. You're not getting the yep. proper rest. You're not getting the proper yep. hydration, um, which makes you more susceptible to being sick. It seems to me. Yeah. Yeah. You've been, we have all been on the show floor on, on day three where it's the half day and people are just loitering. They're just waiting <laughs> to pack up to go. Yeah. And it's just, it's just silly. Okay. Number two needs to be more technology integration. It's gotta be some sort of hybrid model that, the association can charge for, for people who either are unable or uncomfortable or unwilling to come to Vegas to be able to participate in that. And I am not a technology guru, um, <laughs> as the case might be, but there's got to be a way. And, and I thought, how would you implement this and make it so it would be very much like a show experience? And I thought, what if in each booth there was a GoPro camera with a light attached to it that if I sign on and I want to go see supplier, let's say I want to go see, I don't know, Hirsch Gift, that I say, I want to talk to somebody at Hirsch Gift and I hit a button and it lights up by that camera. So it's like standing in line waiting for another conversation to finish. Mm -hmm. And someone who works at Hirsch Gift, whether it's Brittany Frise or Joshua Pospisil or whomever can come over and get right online, put on a pair of headphones and have a conversation right from the show floor to someone in their home. There's got to be a way to do that, right? And charge for it. Right. That's super interesting. Yeah. Well, and again, I think that you they, they did a virtual deal. Yep. And again, I wonder if it's even you have somebody who, you know how sometimes suppliers have suites? Yeah. Maybe that's the suite is where they, they end up talking to them and then they can right. entertain in it later or whatever. Or maybe it's somebody sitting at the home office. My point right. is there's got to be a way to have those two of the, the hybrid component, the, the in-person and the virtual run concurrently. Yep. I don't know how that works and what the most cost-effective way is, although I like my little light bulb idea. Um, <laughs> I think it's time to change the floor plan. Okay. Wider aisles, fewer booths, and more space in between. Yeah. Um, now, that would obviously impact the cost of booths. And it would impact uh, other things. So the cost would need to align, but I think it's time to make bigger booths so people aren't so crammed in, especially okay. this year. I think it has to happen. Okay. I like that. Um, is that what you got? No, I've got two go more. Okay, okay, go for it. Um, outdoor events is many things that can be done outdoors, do it outdoors. We walk down that long hallway with all the windows on the left-hand side as we go to the show floor in that fake cobblestone hallway and the outside pools drained every year. No mm -hmm. one can be out there. Fine, keep the pool drained, but it's always nice outside. It's never not nice. Have as many events outside, whether it's award ceremonies, whether it's the association update that Dale will be giving this year, Dale Denham. Have as many of those things outside so we're not cooped up, all breathing the same air. And then the last one, really, um, I thought, I, I think it is time to say, you have to wear a mask. I don't love getting into the whole vaccination question just because a, those cards are not exactly hard to uh, fake in, in, in our industry. <laughs> yeah. And number two, I do think there's all manner of potential HIPAA violations there. So vaccinated or not mask up. And, 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 I, and I think that has to be enforced. I think to make it comfortable. So where everybody will go, I don't want to get in a debate with anybody about it. Sorry if you don't want to wear a mask. That's your prerogative, I guess. And again, I don't want to get into that. I think I'm wearing a mask all the time and I'm vaccinated. So right. that should tell you everything I feel about all that. So Kirby, those are my ideas. Do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I think those are really good. Um, and, and and what I like is really that it, 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 these are just looking at us, the, the event we've done in a different way. I think that's important. It's got to evolve. Yeah, I, I, I think the mask and vaccine thing, I, I mean... <laughs> It's so funny. Everybody's afraid to have this conversation. It's just I'm like, not. I, 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 
it's just kind of an is I, you know, mm -hmm. I think we've talked about this on here. Um, I, I really don't understand the pushback on the vaccine. I don't. Um, and I've had this conversation locally and obviously nationally. Um, this, we, we've done vaccines like this isn't to me. That's not a big deal. Um, the mask thing without the vaccine mandate. I think the mask mandate, unfortunately, is going to be a necessity. That being said, um, every place you go, you're going to go have a cup of coffee and people are going to take it down. So the, the, the challenge of that is, I think it's a good idea. I think it's going to be hard to, to execute. There's still a risk. It's going to be almost impossible to enforce, but it's yeah. something. Yeah, no, I agree. And then this is one, this is not my idea. And I, I would love to attribute it. I just can't remember where I heard it. Um, it was me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the red, yellow, green uh, bandana or yeah, whatever. First, pl first place I saw it was Shannon Laredo, I think, posted that okay. actually. The yeah, first so time the concept, I remember seeing it, but go ahead, please. Yeah, the concept is, don't know. Yeah, that is that essentially you, you put on a, a wristband and if you do not want contact, you don't want to shake hands, you don't want to get a hug, you know, maybe you wear this red wristband so people can see it. Maybe it's a red hat, whatever. Uh, yellow is like, hey, I, you know, we can do fist bumps, we can do some different stuff, but we're not... I don't want to go all in. And then the green is like, Hey, hugs are welcome. And some right. sort of visual indicator that can help people be comfortable where they are, I think yeah. would be an interesting idea to implement. Um, and again, in our industry, I feel like we could have some fun with that, right? Whether I, that's t-shirts, whether that's hats, whether, you know, you could really, a um, button, yeah, yeah, something. So no, that would I be my only additional I thing. Think I love that idea. I actually love that idea. And I'm ashamed I didn't think of it. <laughs> no, you had some good stuff there. Oh, okay. Awesome. Kirby, okay. I think we've beaten that to death. I'd, I'd love to, if anybody has any other ideas, yeah. how do we make it safe and effective for everybody and inclusive? Yeah. Um, whether you're going to attend or whatever a hybrid event might look like. And I do think it needs to be a hybrid event. Yeah. And, and just to say it out loud, I mean, I, I, I think you agree with me, but if not, tell me, I, I'm excited to go. Like I'm excited to get back to um, the best we can. And I think that honestly, it, 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 the, as a marketing guy, not a healthcare guy. So I want to be clear about what I say, but yeah, I think some of these events where people really want to go to them mm -hmm. are just additional uh, reasons where people will go ahead and get vaccinated. Actually, um, I'd actually heard that I, I've talked to several people who are hosting events and I won't name names, but they said, Hey, when we started requiring events or vaccinations, one person backed out, yeah. but a couple other people went ahead and got vaccinated because they wanted to come. And so right. I think that that is one of the ways that if people are like, hey, I really want to get back to my life. Well, this is the way to do it. Okay. So to me, continuing with the events is one of the ways that we can continue with these events. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, you're like yeah. not, no, not unsafely, yeah. but I think that's one of the things that changes behavior. I, I'm excited to go variant willing. And this is evolving so rapidly. You just never know what the next few weeks are going to bring. Um, but hell yeah, I'm excited about going. I'm ready to get out and see people again yeah. and, and all that. So all good stuff. Awesome, Kirby. Do you have a topic you'd like to bring up? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just throw this one out. This is one I saw, just it pulled it from LinkedIn uh, this morning, is millions reach the unemployment cliff. Um, and okay. we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, but, you know, ironically, over Labor Day, millions of Americans will lose out in their pandemic government benefits. And okay. again, I think it's worth mentioning that it isn't like unemployment uh, benefits were cut off completely. It's the additional 
uh, right. benefits from money. yeah the extra money. Um, you know, obviously people who are against this are saying it's really abrupt and people are going to be in trouble. The other side of this is um, that you know business owners have said, look, we're, we're trying to compete with the government to hire <laughs> hire employees, and so we need yeah. to cut this off. I, I, I'm not looking for you to give me you know the political stance on this, but I am curious to know. From a from a business perspective, do you think that cutting off those employment unemployment benefits, and when I say cutting off, just decreasing them, do you think that'll have a positive impact on our our industry uh, lead times, things that we're struggling with right now? Do you have think it will have an impact? No, no, I think the stuff works. I mean, I think it might help in terms of finding employees. It might, and I, I'm not convinced it will. I'm not convinced it won't. Do I think it's going to impact lead times? No, because that's a supply chain issue. And I don't care who's manning a customer service desk at hit. Um, if they don't have the inventory, they don't have the inventory. So I don't see it as benefiting there. Um, I think the jury's still out on you know why people aren't going back to work. The, the easy and, and most logical reason, which probably makes it the right one, is that there were extra benefits and, and people were making about what they were making. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Um, I disagree with the fact that people are blindsided by this. It's been a hard oh, date no, since they, they yeah. put it out there. And they've extended um, it. So it's not. They've yeah, extended no, it. And I think, you know, again, we don't know what the next twist and turn of, of this COVID might be. And, and, you know, knock on wood, let's hope there's not another, not another quasi shutdown of the economy. I don't right. think there will be, but I can't predict the future. I'm not Bill Stradamus. I'll, you know, <laughs> I'm just guessing but I think to say, okay, we, we've hit a limit now. Let's see if we can get the economy rolling. And then look, if they have to do it again, they can do it again. It's, at some point, you have to rip off the Band-Aid, folks. Yeah. And, and that's painful sometimes, but it's also the right thing to do for healing. Yeah. I, so I, I think for the most part, you and I agree. I'm going to push back a little. I actually think it is going to help uh, with lead times. I don't know that it helps okay. overnight because, because you know, when it, let's say you're hiring people who are not, oh, hey, that's Bill and he worked here for 15 years. He's going to roll right. back in and be able to run a machine. But I do think that the, the supply chain is the number one thing. I actually think the labor crisis is a big part of it. I, I do. Um, I think that, you know, when you're talking to a tumbler supplier and it's taking them seven days to enter an order that, mm -hmm. I mean, that just by nature of being able to just get the orders entered, that will speed things up. And I think that this, you know, we ordered beach towels this summer and it took eight weeks. They had the machines, they had the inventory. They did not have a person to run the machines. Will right. it solve the problem? Of course not. I don't like, I don't mean to overstate it, but do I think it will help? I think it will. Well, your towel example is a great uh, piece of empirical evidence. I don't have since I'm not yeah. a sure. distributor. I'm not a supplier. So I all I hear from everybody is supply chain, supply chain, supply chain. And, and that chain. is that's number one. But I do think yeah. it will impact it. I think, and and it probably will. I just don't think it's going to be so dramatic. So yeah. your seven day input order time might go down to six. <laughs> all right, Kirby. Um, you're familiar with the name, image, and likeness decision by uh, the NCAA, correct? I have so heard of it, yes. I, I know you like the football, and I know you like the college football. Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the team known as the Pitt Panthers? Yeah, absolutely. Very okay, close. great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very close to you. Storied uh, history. Dan Marino was Dan Marino. a quarterback at Pitt. Tony Dorsett. Yeah. A story. Those are the program. two. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who the head football coach over there is? Is that still one, one stat? No, Wait, it's one not safe one stat, but that's okay. So I, I don't know if you know this. So 
pit, there's a pit grad okay. and IT businessman made a $20 million donation to the Panthers football program. Huge donation. Okay. And it's the largest single gift in pit athletics history. Right. And it's going to pay for great facilities. I mean, what a wonderful thing for a graduate to do. However, Kirby, this money comes with a catch. Are you ready for this? The head football coaching position is now sponsored on every broadcast. It must be called the Chris Bickell 97 head football coach named after the donator and this is the year he graduates. So the answer to the question of is who is the pit football coach is that's the Chris Bickell 97 head football coach, Pat Narduzzi. So this got me to thinking that everything can be sponsored, Kirby. Sure. First of all, I want to get your opinion. What do you think? What do you think about the naming rights to a title, a position? I think, it, first of all, it's a great bit this guy's doing. It's genius. Yeah, I, I think that it's, I, so bit aside, I think that naming the the head coaching position is wildly stupid. Of course it's <laughs> stupid, but it's funny. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of that, but I, I get No, I'm saying. not either, but how would you like to, especially, can you imagine being on the pit broadcast team and go, yeah. well, there's the Chris Piquel 97 head football coach, Pat Narduzzi, giving a hard pep time talk for <laughs> halftime or whatever. You know, I, it's just funny. So it got me to thinking, I think I need to have some personal sponsorships. <laughs> for some of the things I do. And I think you do too. And I don't oh, know okay. if, if you, you can think about these as I, I'm going to share three. Okay. So my blog that I do every week, every Monday is now going to be known as the weekly blog by Bill Petrie fueled by Jack Daniels, Tennessee whiskey, <laughs> which I think is pretty accurate too. I think it's very <laughs> accurate. If you read what I'm writing, Ham's very accurate. Yep. Any webinar I do or any talk I do will be a Pringles potato crisps educational <laughs> session. Yeah. Okay. And the last one, um, I do coaching calls with, with some okay. clients yeah, where yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of their, you know, do business coaching. It's going to be called the Fighting Texas Aggie Band Coaching Call brought to you by the Texas Aggie Fighting Band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm, 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 now I'm not receiving any compensation yet for yeah. this. Now, do you have anything you'd like to sponsor uh, that you do? Oh man. Uh, I mean, I guess if you're talking, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, no, I guess if you're talking content, then I, you know, I think, um, the, you know, some sort of the delivery marketing joy or Monday minute could certainly be, I think one of the pushbacks I get is the energy thing. And so Mm -hmm. I would say that could be brought to me by uh, Mountain Dew. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, or, Ooh, logo Jojo. There you go. (laughs) Logo Jojo. That's, that's where I was going. Now we're talking, you know, you could say the Monday minute brewed up by logo Jojo. Yeah. Right? So that would be a good one. Um, and then I think the place where it would make the most sense, and I haven't done a vlog in a long time, but if I were to ramp the blog back up mm-hmm. some sort of, uh, you know, sponsored content along those lines where it could be something, mm-hmm. whether it's local from Coshocton or if it could just be product based. Um, I think that would be where it, for the stuff I do that I think could make okay. sense. I, well, I, I don't really like Jack Daniels, so that's that's unfortunate. And I do think <laughs> you know it, it should be called the Delivering Marketing Joy PPAI CEO and President Dale Denham going forward. <laughs> All right, Kirby, you got one more topic for us before we go to the uh, game? Yeah, this, and this will be a super quick one. I just thought this was okay. a really interesting statistic I read just this morning. It's okay. that there is a there is a gender gap uh-huh. in college students, and it's growing. 
Okay. So women accounted for a record 59.5% of college students at the end of 2021 school year, while men mm -hmm. made up just 40.5. And this year could bring even wider disparities. Mm -hmm. um, for the school year, women sent in 3.8 million college applications compared to men's 2.8 million. I thought that was, again, I, I don't want to dig too deep in because I don't know what the question is, but I thought that was a super interesting statistic. Does that, I guess my thing is I'm like, okay, does that speak to that women just are more thorough and sending in more applications and guys just send in one? Um, uh, or is it like, is this something that we're, we're seeing a trend? Is it anomaly? I, that was just fascinating to me. I think it sounds like a great time to be my kid's uh, age and go to college. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it means. I, I it, it could mean that uh, it's it, that's applications, correct? That's number of applications. There was, or, a, or is that attending students? That was so. It's both. So what the first okay. number I gave you, fifty nine point five percent, was at the end of the mm -hmm. year. So that was attending, okay. and then okay. the, the, they're saying it could grow bigger because the applications okay. are. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't even, I, you know, uh, I'll joke and say, how could I possibly know that Kirby? I have no clue what even to say here. It's an interesting to statistic is one of those words that always breaks me. Uh, it's an interesting, interesting stat uh, as it were. Um, I don't know what it means. I don't know if it means women value, uh, continuing education more than men. I don't know if it means the fields women are pursuing require advanced degrees more than the, the degrees men are pursuing. I think it's interesting. I have zero idea what that means. From I, I a think, data perspective. Well, yeah, no, and I, it's an unfair question. So I apologize, but, uh, no. say, but the idea that there, you know, I, you know, we've talked that there is a gender gap in pay. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. wonder if this, it, helps move that in a different direction i i, I don't know what the implications so. of it are but it's really interesting that kind of statistic is really interesting to me that is an in interesting stat, stat. all right Kirby, i all think right. it's time for a game because i can't say statistic without super slowing down like that okay cool all right so we have you know i think over the last 18 months or 12 months or whatever it's been you know there have been plenty of things to be stressed about but i, I think mm -hmm. one of the things that, one of the pieces of advice I've been giving a lot lately is we need to take time to celebrate those wins, right? And I think okay. this is what this game is about. It's a time for celebration. So okay. you mentioned the PPAI Expo. If that happens again, that will certainly be a time for celebration. Yes? It will. We, I would break out Cool in the Gang and play Celebration all week long. Okay. So when you run into these people mm -hmm. at PPAI Expo, at a party, okay. at a celebration, Okay. What drink will you buy for these people? Oh, excellent. I, there are no wrong answers. I guarantee you there's <laughs> no, no wrong answers. No, I, I think it'll be, it'll be interesting. So I, I would, we'll just start with an easy one. Okay. So uh, let's go. I don't even have him on here, but I'm going to add him. Danny Rosen. What are you buying him? Danny Rosen, some sort of CBD infused vodka tonic. Okay. All right. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, Mark Grant. Mark Graham, oh, uh, a nice IPA. He really, and a, probably a New England IPA. I think he yeah. likes IPA. He likes those hazy IPAs. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to go with uh, a nice hazy IPA for Dr. Marcus Graham. Yeah, that's two for two, because that's exactly what I was going to say on that one. How about Miss Mandy Rudd? 
Mandy Rudd is going to be something a little lighter, but fun. I think she's going to go vodka soda with a just a little twist of the lime. (laughs) I got to be honest with you. You're so good at games like this. I'd be like, uh, they're going to have this beer and they're going to have this beer. (laughs) So that's good. Um, Love that. Uh, How about our buddy Sam Cabert out in Cali? Sam Sam Cabert. Well, we'll be in Nevada. So uh, I would give him a lozenge from a dispensary. Love it. No uh, drink. Yeah, that's, I, I, I dig it. Uh, let's go Rich Graham. Rich Graham? Oh, that's easy too. Shiner. Shiner Bach in a bottle. Uh, he's a Texas guy. Rich will, will enjoy a Shiner. If I could find a Lone Star, I'd go ahead and beat him down with a good old-fashioned Lone Star, but I bet it, uh, the Shiner's about what I could get him. Okay, I like it. How about Joanna Gottlieb? Oh, that's got to be some sort of white wine. I'm going to go with something sparkling. I'm going to go with Prosecco. We're going to give Johanna Gottlieb a lovely flute of Prosecco. Okay. How about our buddy, Josh Robbins? Oh, that's, that's a beer all day. Actually, no. And normally I would say beer. These days I would buy Josh a smoked old fashioned. Okay. All right. I was going PBR, but I love it. Yeah, you're right. That's a good one. Uh, let's go Rick Green. Rick Green. Excellent. <laughs> I would buy Rick. Rick's not much of a drinker. Yep. Um, so I would get him something. You know, Rick's Rick's kind of a guy who, when I think of Rick, he's like on the coast. He lives in, in, in the LA area. And I see him sipping a pina colada on the beach, having a good time. <laughs> Love the Rick Green impression too. Uh, let's go Harvey Mackler. Oh, Harvey Mackler. That, that's, a, that's a finger, two fingers of bourbon. That's it. <laughs> okay. No ice, neat. <laughs> Love it. All right, we're, get, we're almost done. Uh, Shannon Walsh Laredo. Um, that's going to be a red wine and it's going to be fit vine. It's a low carb, uh, (laughs) wine, because if I gave her something else, she'd start asking me how many carbs and shit are in there. And I'll be like, just take the damn glass of wine and be happy that I bought it for you. (laughs) Man, you've gotten aggressive with Shannon in this game. (laughs) No, I I want to respect the fact that she, um, works out and she really takes care of herself. So I, I, if she started peppering me, if I gave her something like just a big old glass of like, I don't know, Palmasan. I would be rude. I would get her fit vine. Fit vine. It. All right. Final one. Uh, our buddy Dana Zezza. Dana Zezza. That's a PBR waiting to happen <laughs> right there. Now, see, it's funny. I was going to flip and give him the old fashioned, but okay. Now he wants it. That's what he wants. <laughs> what I'm buying him is the PBR. <laughs> I love that. All right, man. Nice job. You did Actually, a great job. you know what? I, 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 real quick. No, Dana. Gentleman Jack Daniels and ginger ale. That's something he actually really does like. So I would get him a gentleman Jack and ginger. I love it. All right, man. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to have this celebration so that we can. Plus you are going to be out like a thousand bucks in drinks based on. Well, you name (laughs) most of the people you named are brand vacates. So I have the the little metal cards. They're legally binding. I have to buy people drinks. So thanks for nothing, Kirby. But something I am going to thank you for is the opportunity to step on a soapbox and talk about our pals at Soapbox. That's right. Brett Schaefer, Dan Piggott have really created something quite magical in the industry. There's 
Uh, we always say on this podcast, there is cri- uh, opportunity in crisis. And boy, have those guys taken uh, a real leap of faith and created something really magical and spectacular coming out of the pandemic in the Soapbox Marketing Communications platform. If you're not familiar with it, it's an online platform that offers a streamlined and improved experience for distributors. Uh, it's that in-person hosted buying event, and it's customized and really cool. So many opportunities for distributors to really connect and have one-on-one conversations with suppliers. And as I said, I could go through the whole thing. It's manageable. It's convenient. It's simple. It's conversational. The great supplier mix I just talked about. But more than anything, uh, it's free. It's not yeah. going to cost you as a distributor anything. Now, there are some parameters that uh, you need to check a few boxes, Heck, if Kirby can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so, but they're currently onboarding some new distributors. So um, we'd really love to get some information from you to see if you qualify. So head over to promosoapbox.com and complete the request info form. Or you can just send an email to info at promosoapbox.com. Either Brett or Dan will get right back to you. Um, but again, great platform and it really, really is. Uh, honored to be associated with those two fine, fine gentlemen. Yeah, it's it, it really is. When you talk about manageable, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to go to the, the larger events in person and I love those too, but man, it's a, it's a grind for two and a half days to, to, to be all in and you're away from your office. This is something you yeah. can do and grow and you can do it right, right from here. Absolutely. Super manageable. And now I'm going to manage my, to go get myself a drink. <laughs> 